to the Midday Grind with Martin Kilcoin and Charlie Marlowe on 590 The Fan and 590thefan.com. Take it to the bank. Text it at 855-282-8255. We sounded kind of like homers earlier. We went with the cards to win the division. Just looking at the numbers, Charlie, clearly that's what we were doing. Well, they're also projected by Bovada, Bovada to have the highest over-under win total. Not by Pakoda. Take it to the bank. Brought to you by Triad Bank. They're located in Frontenac. It's one block west of Lindbergh on Clayton Road. Triadbanking.com is where you can find out more about this bank that was started in St. Louis in 2000. And five. Let's talk more about the Cubs. Dave Kaplan with NBC Sports Chicago pre and post game host, also with ESPN 1000. Cap, how are you today? I'm great, and I'll see your Pakoda, and I'll raise you a fan graph <laughs> that has the Cubs winning the division. Oh, I was going to okay. say, there's so many metrics now. Every fan base, so maybe not the Pirates, but every fan base can find some numbers <laughs> that sort of fit their narrative. But the Cubs were interesting because they really took that Pakoda personal, didn't they? Uh, they did. And it's funny. Like John Lester, Anthony Rizzo kind of laughed at it. But Joe Madden had it on there. I was there the first you know, week when they were all reporting, and Joe had it on their daily workout plan, their syllabus, so to speak, for the day. And at the bottom it said, you know, 79 and 83, fifth place in the central, Pakoda. And guys laughed about it, but I can tell you, they took it seriously. Uh, I had one player say to me, he goes, dude, I'm just telling you, they can doubt us all they want. We got a bunch of guys on a mission, and we got a whole lot of talent. We've averaged 97 wins over the last four years, the most in all of Major League Baseball. He said, let them doubt us because we love it. So what should we take? And here we are, you know, in St. Louis observing it all, but it seems like there's been a shift there because Joe Madden was the fun guy. He was always going to have a juggler or a clown or a mime. And now they're like, we're getting back to business. And then there's the John Lester's that maybe are saying, hey, we got to still have fun around here. What, what should we read into all this with the Cubs, I guess, changing culture? Uh, I think a lot of this obviously is from Theo Epstein. He, there's a really good article in The Athletic today uh, from Sahadab Sharma and Patrick Mooney, who are around this team all the time. And they have all the different things that they're going to do and that Theo and Jed got on airplanes and flew to Rizzo's home in Florida and John Lester's home in Atlanta suburbs and went to Ben Zobrist and all these different guys and sat, <laughs> sat down with them and said, okay, let's put it all on the table. What do you like? What don't you like? And the amazing thing was you had the majority of the team leaders saying, we want more structure. See, Joe's really laid back. Joe is, you know, it's Legion week, or Joe is, hey, guys, no batting practice. Show up at 4.30 and let's just go play. And they want batting practice a minimum of five times a week. They want to know by series who's playing so that, you know, obviously Rizzo's not coming out of the lineup if healthy. Bryant's not coming out. Baez isn't coming out. But certain guys said, I don't want to worry that on Wednesday I went 0 for 4 and I was trying to hit behind a runner and now I'm not playing the next day because I was 0 for 4. They want to know, hey, here's the Cardinals series, and so-and-so you're going to play, Albert Almora, for example. You're going to be in center field Friday and Saturday, and you are off on Sunday. He wants to know that in advance, and I think Theo has agreed. 
he also said, I don't want to hear any more about we meatloaf them. That's a famous Joe Madden saying after the band meatloaf because their song was two out of three ain't bad. And Theo said, no. And so they've circled 10 what they call statement games. Getaway day. We've got, you know, we came in late from L.A. and we get the Cardinals at 120 the next day. And they want to try and win all 10 of those statement games. So, Cap, it's kind of odd to ask this with Joe Madden, the success he has had in winning the World Series, but on a one-year deal, is this is this a prove-it for Joe Madden? And what's his stance with ownership and the front office uh, with what you just said, needing more structure? But then again, you've had such great success. Do they almost have to, to win a round in the playoffs this year for Joe to be back, do you think? Uh, it depends why they would end up not making it deep through the playoffs. If you said to me, okay, the Chicago Cubs lost, God forbid, three of their most impactful players, and they're out with injury, and they still got to the playoffs, and everyone would be like, okay, it happens. It was a bad year for injury. You told me that this team is lifeless. This team had all their guys, and they're underperforming, and it looks like you need a change of culture, and they still squeaked out 88 wins. He's probably gone. And is it still about Bryant and Rizzo, Rizzo and Bryant, in terms of if those guys click, then the offense is fine? Do you see other – I mean, there's always other guys who could jump up, and we had Baez, who was huge last year, but it does seem like the Rizzo-Bryant combo sort of leads the way. Uh, the Rizzo-Bryant combo definitely leads the way, but they're also expecting a lot more out of Wilson Contreras in the second half. Last year he was an all-star game player. And then the second half, he looked like he was just out of gas. And so he has admitted, he did a great interview with Kelly Kroll, where on NBC Sports Chicago, he said, hey, I didn't work out as hard as I should have. I didn't take everything the way I should have taken it after the All-Star break. And so he has changed how he works out. He has changed his approach. I think a lot of those things are going to be different with this team. I think they are really focused to quiet all the critics. And, Cap, what are expectations, reasonable expectations, for you, Darvish, after last year, the injuries? That was just a a really rough first season for him after the big contract. Could he get back to all-star form, you think, for Chicago? Uh, He could. He looks great. Now, I was there when they pitchers and catchers reported he walked in that day, and I went, whoa, this guy looks amazing. How much weightlifting has he been doing? He just looks like he is in a better place. He got rid of the translator and there are times where he will turn to somebody from media relations or somebody in the media and say, hang on a second. What did that word mean? Cause he doesn't know all of them, but he's really, really been good at speaking English. And that's a huge step for a guy from a foreign country. He lost the security blanket or the safety net of his translator. That's one. And then two, he's been really funny because someone said, well, why'd you get rid of the translator? And he's like, well, didn't you hear? We're short of money around here. You know, it's <laughs> being funny. But, you know, everyone's like, wow, you've got a sense of humor. And then when he got a blister about a week or ten days ago, someone said, hey, what are you going to do for that? He said, uh, I have this laser treatment that I use or this special cream that I put on it, and we'll see how it is. And someone said, well, you know that when Moises Alou was here, he had problems with blisters. And he urinated on his hands. Mm. And you was like, yeah, not going to be me. And then the other day he threw for the first time since the blister. 
and we took two or three days off, and he threw, said, I felt really good. And they go, what did you do? He goes, I put the P on it. I put the P on it. <laughs> and everyone started laughing. So we're seeing a different guy is my point. Hopefully that continues throughout the season. Dave Kaplan with us, NBC Sports, Chicago Cubs, pre- and post-game, also ESPN 1000, all things Cubs. The, 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 the message at the end of the year was urgency, and it seemed like from Joe Madden to Theo to Jed, they were all like, this is not acceptable. we got to be better. And then the offseason was really quiet. So how do you think the Cubs are better this year, whether it's holding off the Cardinals or catching the, the Brewers, who they finished tied with last year? But it didn't seem to me like the urgency was matched by what they did. Well, I would tell you this. They, have, they won 95 games. So that was with one win out of Darvish, nothing out of their closer after the All-Star break. He never pitched again. He was injured. Uh, and you got nothing basically out of Tyler Chatwood. You got very little out of Addison Russell with all the stuff that was swirling around him. You got Chris Bryant missed 70 games, and you still won 95 games. Bryant looks amazing. So if I said to you, well, wait a minute now. You got a healthy Darvish. You do not have Chatwood in your rotation. You're getting your closer back right around the first or second week of May. You've added a little bit to the bullpen, maybe not the impactful Craig Kimbrell name that everybody, would, including me, would like to see. Chris Bryant is healthy. I'm just telling you, I, I, I think people are overlooking this team. And what have you seen from uh, watching the Cardinals offseason? Goldschmidt, the headliner, what's the uh, level of, I won't say fear, because I don't think the Cubs anymore fear the Cardinals, but level of respect for what they've done down here? I've always, and I think I've told you guys this, I've always had the utmost respect for that franchise. I think it's one of the best professional franchises in American professional sports. When you really think about the best-run franchises, the St. Louis Cardinals are on any list of the top ones. That said, they're our arch rival, and I hate them. I don't want them <laughs> you know, to run us down. I don't want them to have that type of a season. They've got talent adding a guy like Goldschmidt. He's a phenomenal player. He's a gold glove caliber defender. He's got power. He can put the ball in play, and he's great in the room. He gives you everything you could possibly want other than maybe, you know, a guy with speed on the bases. But he's a tremendous player. Uh, Adding Andrew Miller was a guy I thought the Cubs would, would want. They didn't have the financial ability to go get him. I think that's a really good addition. I don't know if he's the guy that was in Cleveland in 2016. The knee has been a problem since then but he's a really good pitcher. Yeah, I think this is going to be a great division. Hey, last thought. Uh, is Jason Hayward at this point, they just kind of know what they have instead of saying, well, if he comes back, if he breaks out, do you think at this point the Cubs just sort of accept what kind of player he is right now? Yes, he is what he is. He's a tremendous guy in the room. He is an outstanding base runner. He's a gold glove defender, one of the best outfield defensive players in the game. And he is as pedestrian a hitter as they come. And that's unfortunate. But it's funny. About a week ago, I threw this out to my listeners. If I told you you could redo the Hayward deal and not sign him, but understand, Anthony Rizzo said without his speech, we are not winning Game 7 of the World (laughs) Series. We were in a bad place. So, Cup fans, it's been 108 years. If I said to you you can get out of the deal and he never came to Chicago, but you may not have won the World Series. Would you give up the deal? And, like, I did a poll. Like, 80% of them said, 
No, I'd pay the $184 million just to win the World Series. That's the name of the book, the $184 million speech written Is by it? Jason Hayward. Uh, Cap, I'm sure we'll talk to you again throughout the season. May 10th, I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, the first one, Cards, Cubs, at Wrigley, when Yadier Molina and Chris Bryant can get together and have a boring conversation. Not that we're looking ahead. That's coming up uh, about a month and a half away. Yeah, Chris still finds that so funny. And a lot of us do. He wants to fire back at him and make a comment, but he kept going and going with it. Okay, game on now. Let's go. Yeah, and I was just sitting here going, well, you know, Cincinnati's kind of, I mean, I lived in Milwaukee. It's kind of boring. We just, we felt singled out. No, it's fine. It's all fun and games. If it adds to the rivalry, let's do it. Dave, thanks for your time. You got it. And I love eating on the hill down in St. Louis. I'm a fan. And Dave's here a lot for (laughs) Billiken games, a lot of college basketball. So he's in our town quite a bit. Dave Kaplan with us, NBC Sports, Chicago. The whole, I hope he knows too, and hope Chicago media know that we're not. Oh yeah, upset oh. about the Chris Bryant. We're not offended. I think we'll Yachty boo for was fun the when he takes. Oh, boo for yeah, absolutely when he, when he gets booed. It's good for business. Yes, it's great for business. I was disappointed. I thought I was at the um, the Michael Bublé concert on Friday night. You Humble know, brag. You know how musicians try to tie in local elements to their shows. He brought up you know the shops he went to and such, and he has a song called "Cry Me a River" that he sang there, and I thought. You know, if someone were a little more in tune to what's going on, he'd make a John Brebbia, Chris Bryant reference now. But I he, bet he, he doesn't know John Brebbia. I know. He, I'm like, that's a missed opportunity that maybe only I would laugh at, but still a missed opportunity nonetheless. You get some more <laughs> Ted Rouge while you're in town, buddy. <laughs> Safe to say, and look, we love him. I wonder, did Chris Bryant even know who John Brebbia was? They even faced though, each other. Look, he's, he's a very good pitcher, but I just don't know if I think uh, that's possible Bryant that, knew who he was. Either. It's possible that he did not. Hey, Schnooks, one of our great sponsors. They also deliver, schnooksdelivers.com, and they've got the great app. If you download it, you can organize your entire trip to the store. So if Jess says, Charlie, stop buying, oh, I don't know, the whole Frito-Lay aisle. Stop buying nothing but beer. You can organize your, this is hypothetical. Okay. You can organize your entire trip ahead of time. Do that with the Schnooks app. It'll even point out to you where the healthy items are. If you're looking for gluten-free, organic, you can find all of that. On the app, make sure you download the Schnooks app for your next shopping experience. One of our great sponsors on this show. You can find them all around the St. Louis area. And don't forget, two men in a truck, Hoff. They can help you. Martin, if you're looking to move your career forward, get it. Two men in a truck, move. Look no further than two men and a truck. St. Louis, two men in a truck is a moving company that is hiring motivated movers and driver supervisors. Team members will be trained using successful moving and driving courses, preparing you to excel. Two Men and a Truck offers exciting opportunities for career advancement, too. In fact, 75% of their managers started out in frontline positions. If you are excited to move customers forward, the opportunities are endless. Apply now at careers.twomenandatruck.com. And don't forget, it's time for the end of the day. All right. Okay, when's the end of the day? I forgot. At the end of the day, it's going to be tough to tell someone they might not be in it. At the end of the day, even though there's moments where you're like, oh, I, you know, I don't want to do this. Uh, what was it? Frank had somebody the other day. He goes, and when that person is on, it was his next guest, and he said it was Drew Hanlon, I believe. I think he forgot his name. He forgot his name. <laughs> I, it was so obvious. I, like, I just <laughs> forgot what I was going to do there. It happens, though. It does happen. <laughs> We're in the last 10 minutes, and Charlie says you can have 10 bad minutes per hour. We've had a really good hour, so this whoa, is the, here's whoa, the bad whoa, 10. Whoa, Potentially. Whoa, no whoa, offense. Wow. No wow. offense. Shots fired at the end but of the day. Frank said, when we come back, a guest that you... <laughs> 
We got to find the auto. He's, <laughs> it's a guest that you do not do not want to miss, Matt. And you know who that is. You know who that he was looking at you. I'm glad clearly. that y- you guys noticed that too, because I remember when we went to break. I was like, I was like, was he trying to get me to like help say something? Because I had no idea what was happening there. When we I felt come bad. back. He will tell you who he is. <laughs> kind of like a mystery guest, though. I would like, I would have held on through the commercial break just to find out who it was, though. It does happen. Uh, Tim Van Gelded uh, texting and saying, it's in the jeans, Martin, the Marlowe's with an E, came to America, got off at Ellis Island, and immediately wanted to shut it down and just drop the E while signing. It's true. See? That's fair. They're like, <laughs> you know what? It all started. Nobody wants to work this week, but you're immigrants. You're going to have to bust your tail. Ah, but it's the tournament. <laughs> it's opening week. <laughs> Different type of tournament back then. Okay. Uh, hey, uh, Chris Bryan is 0 for 4 versus John Brebbia in his career. I like nice. that. So there we go. Will they play Crimea River at Bush when Brebbia comes into they a game? They absolutely should. Make it fun. Or even Make at Wrigley when John Cardinals Brebbia. get to have fun now. The Cubs are the ones who are up tight. How about that? What are the rules, though? Obviously, at your home ballpark, you have your walk-up song. Yes. So the Cardinals could play whatever they wanted I think so. when Chris Bryant walks up. I, they have oh, to do that. They have right? to. Yes. They probably won't because... The Cardinals are very respected, and they probably think that's below them, but they should do that. No, they should. 100%. Um, so we were going through our lives earlier, and you'll hear more about this person later, but Martin accidentally called uh, Mark Milton, that's still tax lawyer, Eric Milton. <laughs> so I just thought, hey, let's learn about Eric Milton. Do you guys want to guess how many wins he had? He was a lefty. And Charlie said, sounds like a lefty. Sounds like I a lefty. I thought he was a Mariner. You said he was a twin. Was he a starter? Yes, he was. He was a starter through uh, all of his career. Made only one relief appearance, parts of 11 seasons from 98. When he started with Minnesota through 09, when he finished it with the Dodgers, had a three-year stint in Cincinnati and a one-year stint in Philly mixed in there as well. Did he make an All-Star game? Yes, he did. 2001 All-Star. How about that? Yeah. How about this? He had an ERA of 432 that year. That was good for an, for, uh, an ERA plus of 105. I'm going to say so Eric above Milton average. Is not a tax attorney. Not a tax not attorney. Not a sponsor. Was but he a, a left handed pitcher. pitcher, the 20th overall pick in the 1996 Major League Baseball draft. He was involved in the trade that got Chuck Knobloch to the Yankees. Hmm. I'm going to say 95 wins a with guess. a career ERA of 4.45. Okay. 95 wins. Career earnings. I'll go 102 wins. ERA? 4.15. 89 wins. <sighs> 80, uh, he was every bit of average. 89 wins, 85 losses, an ERA of 4.99. Ooh. What if his cousin's in town driving around? I was like, hey, Eric, they're talking about He's you. going to Albert the Bell's one house. I just said, every bit of average. <laughs> it's like, hey, somebody's talking about me, though? Now, this is not every bit of average. Gus's career earnings. 11 seasons. 99 started, so made some good money. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say 70 million. I'll say 55. 47 million. He made 10 million Pretty last good. year. Uh, was also involved in the trade that involved uh, Nick Punto as well. Uh, apparently, rumor has it Mike Lavinetti already arrested once will be charged again with uh, something else. He's having a big day. St. Louis' own? Yes. Parkway North? Used to work with Strick on the like cleanup duty or something on the field. Do you think Strick starts to distance himself now from Michael now that he's in the news? Not on the staff anymore. (laughs) I have to say, Strick talked a lot of Greitens back in the day and a lot of uh, Avenatti, and now he hasn't really mentioned either of them recently. 
Uh, Chuck, were you among the uh, the big winners yesterday? Uh, evidently, uh, according to ESPN, betting favorites in the NCAA tournament went on a historic run in the round of 32. Well, I have to say that that usually happens. If you if you kind of study gambling in the tournament, there's always a lot of upsets, usually in the first round. All 16 betting favorites won on Saturday and Sunday. They won straight up. Against yeah. the spread, I believe it was 11-5, and five, but still, that's pretty darn good. Boring. Okay, that's not boring if you're making money off it, and that usually happens every year, that the chalk and the cream starts to rise in the second round, and we saw that. That's in the day. That's in the day. So remember, that was the end of the day. Don't forget. Also, Mike's Automotive. Uh, Martin from Mike's Automotive, one of the fine sponsors of our SLU show. He's been serving the St. Louis area since 1976. At Mike's Automotive, they provide accurate, knowledgeable, and friendly service. The experienced mechanics working at Mike's Automotive can restore the drivability to your vehicle while keeping you on the road with preventative maintenance. Multiple locations to serve you. Find yours at mikesautomotive.net. Busy couple of hours here, filling in for Frank, 10 o'clock hour. We talked Blues with Chris Kerber. Blues in Vegas tonight. Blues going for a four-game sweep on the four-game homestand. I actually had a Frank moment during the Kerber interview because I said all last Tuesday they beat Hitch and the Oilers. Then they won that Thursday game. <laughs> then they beat Tampa, against... the Red Wings. Barbashev. Oh, yeah. Oh, Red Wings. Red Wings. I know. I got there. It just took me a little bit of work. Vegas tonight. Curbs on the show. Dave Kaplan talking all things Cubs. I really think it's interesting. We get into it more tomorrow with our Central Division breakdown. How they're now the serious team. Like they don't I want. Know. They want more structure. When they were winning, and Joe Madden was like having cake parties. Like this is great. Now it's like we got to get grown up around here. But remember, I, w- I was at the World Series when they went back to Cleveland, and I remember that they had like a Halloween party, a costume party Correct. on the flight back to Cleveland. So you can make fun of Joe Madden, but maybe some of that helped. Break the curse, and of course, the $184 million speech from Jason Hayward as well. But look, listening to Cap talk, I have to say, when he described what happened last year with you Darvish basically pitching a quarter of the year with Brandon Morrow being out, and they still won 95 games, again, I hate to push it to gambling, but the Cubs at 88, doesn't that make you think, well, man, with all that going wrong last year, they still won 95? Right. There's so many negative headlines attached to them. It is kind of crazy to think. That's a 95-win team. Cubs are not dead yet, Chuck. You heard it here first. Tomorrow, got a great show lined up. Starts at 10 a.m. Dr. We'll Rick. Be... We have a guest. And, uh, we, have a guest. we have a guest. He's in the sports world, okay? And he Matt Rocchio, you are not going to want to miss that guest. Charlie? You don't want to miss that guest either. Drew Hanlon's a great guest, though. Thank you. All right, the hard line is coming up next <laughs> on 590 Fan. He was a great guest. Five